Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know I'm right on football. It's Nick Durst here with Joe Calabrese. And Joe, it is championship Sunday. I really have a rooting interest in only one of these games, but two great matchups between four great quarterbacks and three o'clock can't come soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so last year, we saw two of these teams and two of these players get to the conference championship round, uh, the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this year, it's Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, and it's Kansas City against Buffalo. Uh, two matchups that were uh, – I mean, most people predicted – the AFC matchup, uh, I think it was really easy to, to lock in. Uh, I think the AFC, we definitively have, uh, I think, you know, for my money, the two best teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFC was a little bit different. Uh, Tom Brady ended up uh, getting that that Tampa Bay team uh, back into the playoffs. Uh, they beat Washington in the opening round. They they drew that matchup against the the, the Washington football team who finished 7-9 and during the regular season. So, that was pretty favorable, uh, and also with your guy uh, Hennigy. So uh, they got by Washington. They got by New Orleans last week. Uh, very likely, it was the last game of the illustrious career of Drew Brees. Doug uh, Peterson changed the course of the season because a he gets fired, b the Giants don't get in, and then c I mean, the, <laughs> Giants, the Giants would have destroyed the Bucks. Okay, in the playoffs. Okay, now, now the Bucks probably go to the Super Bowl. Peterson's unemployed. The enemy still can't get a head coaching job. And, you know, I was on my, my Destination Draft Day show, and Brian Sousa said basically that the Eagles just wanted to hire a puppet because, you know, Peterson got sick of taking orders. So, you know, plenty of coaching things here. But, yes, Joe, Drew Brees, it seems like, unfortunately, he's no longer going to be playing, which really sucks. I uh, really enjoyed his playing career. I know Bress was a big fan of Brees. 
um, because of the similarities in their names. Um, <laughs> we also had Matthew Stafford is going to be on the move. Uh, Philip Burge retired. Breastman says the Lions and Stafford are parting ways. Do we see Matthew Stafford turn to the cult to reverse retirement? It's a possibility, but Stafford's making a ton of money. The cap is going down actually this year. So only like, Maybe the Jaguars or Jets could get him. I mean, it's going to be so tough to fit him in under the cap. Well, there's going to be a lot of movement in the offseason, Joe. Matt Ryan might be on the move. Jimmy yep. Garoppolo is going to be on the move. Um, yes, sir. The Saints going to need a quarterback. Well, let's let's first talk about Drew Brees, who, despite what some people say, is definitely a top 10 quarterback of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you have the – well, when, you, when we had the matchup last week of Brady and Brees – uh, both of them won two in every big major category, yards and and passing touchdowns and, and you know, et cetera. Uh, Breeze has had a great career, no doubt about it. Uh, I believe he also has benefited playing uh, with head coach Sean Payton. And I think that combination uh, over the course of the past, how many, I believe 15 years, right? Since Breeze signed there as a free agent. 2006, uh, right? I think. Yep. So that is all. Is one Minus of the one year when Peyton was uh, suspended. Right. That is correct uh, for the bounty gate thing. But uh, it is one of the best, absolute best quarterback uh, head coaching combinations in, in NFL history. And we've got to see a, a bunch of them over the course of the past 10 years. Breeze had a great career. Um, I think towards the end of his career, I think especially over the course of the last two years, I think the, the the weakness that you saw in his arm as he was aging and getting into his 40s, uh, obviously when you do this, like as long as he has, uh, when you're getting up there into 40, 41, 42, and when you're 43, especially like Tom Brady, uh, your arm strength deteriorates to a certain point. I think with Breeze over the last two seasons, uh, you saw the arm strength become much more of a factor uh, in the games that the Saints ended up losing, but terrific player, you know, outstanding person, went to New Orleans, did so much for that community coming uh, off of the events of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, one of the best players in NFL history uh, to basically go to a place like that and kind of totally revive a city. So deserves that credit too. Uh, great guy. Uh, for all intents and purposes, you hear nothing but the best about him. Uh, very charitable person, you know, wish him the best. Obviously, he looked away uh, from the field last week after he lost that game, but tremendous career for Drew Brees. So, going to be a lot of quarterback movement. You know, the Jets need a quarterback. You know, the Lions need a quarterback. The Colts, we'll see if the Falcons take a new young quarterback. The 49ers might be looking for a quarterback. So, <clears throat> the Texans might be looking for a quarterback. So, going to be a lot of – the Patriots are definitely looking for a quarterback. So there's going to be a lot of things moving around here. Uh, Nailed it. We'll see if Andrew Luck is, is lower out of retirement. I think there's a possibility. For my Stafford prediction, I am going to go with the New England Patriots because I believe that Bill Belichick at this point in his career would much rather go out and try to find a pretty good player, a known commodity, and try to get that player. Uh, obviously not for $0.10 cents on the dollar, but I think he would rather go out and get the proven guy and try to bring that guy into his system and, and get some use out of that guy as opposed to drafting a quarterback in the first or second round 
and waiting for the two or three years to see if he fully develops into the guy you think he's going to develop into. Uh, he tried that with Cam Newton this year. Uh, there were some games where Cam was solid. There were a lot of games where Cam just was did not look like totally himself. Obviously, the shoulder injury played a, a huge factor into that. Uh, you would see replays throughout the season where Cam was struggling to throw the ball. Obviously, he can't get to a certain point. Uh, I think Stafford would solve a lot of issues in New England for next year. Uh, they would get some players back uh, that they didn't have this year because of COVID. So uh, I think the whether Stafford goes to New England or not, we'll see. But I do believe that Bill Belichick will 100% make a play to bring Stafford to New England. And I do believe that ultimately they will be the team that wins out. I'm going to say Stafford to the 49ers. That will be my okay. pick. Uh, but I don't really like Stafford because this guy's always hurt. So it's a huge risk to bring him in thinking he's going to be a difference maker to get you to the playoffs, win the playoffs. He's been to the playoffs three times in his career. He's 0-3. So, you know, sure, I see an upgrade over some guys. Is he better than Sam Donald? Absolutely. But <clears throat> I don't know. I, it, I think it's going to be it's going to be. Hey, we, uh, we saw Kirk Cousins win a playoff game last year, uh, and we've seen guys like Mark Sanchez win playoff games in the past. Uh, I think you put Kirk a player Cousins, in the right situation. Much better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Give yeah. me Kirk Cousins every day of the week. And then we have uh, – well, I disagree there. But, I mean, well, we'll get to that for another time. Uh, but, again, also we saw Jimmy Garoppolo last year, won a couple of game playoff games, get to a Super Bowl. So I think you put a player in a good situation and you put a player in a better situation. Uh, some players you get in the right situation. Uh, I think at, at any point in time – Somebody like Stafford with a better supporting cast and a better coach around him uh, would have the opportunity to at least win playoff games. So it to be so, interesting to see where he goes. I think Dan Campbell gets a six-year deal in Detroit because they probably told him, we don't know what we're going to do here. So and right. Anthony Lynn's going to be the offensive coordinator. And the last time he was the offensive coordinator, his team, the Bills, were first in rushing passing yards. So, right. Uh, look, I mean – he did good things with Justin Herbert, right? So I'm interested to see if the, if the, what the Chargers are going to do offensively here if they bring in a new offensive coordinator because you don't want to mess up anything with Herbert because I don't think it would surprise either of us if Herbert's the MVP next year. No, and absolutely not. Guys. Absolutely not. And you uh, you said this specifically on Destination Draft Day on Friday. Uh, it, it seems as, as if recently uh, a lot of players who have been drafted who have come into the league – uh, Patrick Mahomes included in here, uh, Lamar Jackson's Jackson. included in here. Uh, it seems like they take this, the, the, the league by storm in their first season, uh, look really, really good. Maybe not overly impressive, but they become right. uh, the hot topic. And then sophomore year, they take not one step forward. They take two or three steps forward. Uh, and they figure out – He didn't win MVP this year, but that's what he did. Uh, right. it, just, it just happened. So. Right. So uh, – what you'll likely see next year is you'll probably see if Joe Burrow comes back pretty healthy, you'll probably see him take a nice step forward. Maybe he wins comeback player of the year. Uh, and I think Justin Herbert, depending on what the Chargers do with the rest of the offseason, uh, I think he's will 100% make that big, significant stride forward. Uh, whether he takes one step forward or two steps forward remains to be seen. Uh, but there's no doubt about it. You're 100% right. Uh, with all the sophomore seasons that we've seen recently and MVP produced sophomore seasons, uh, I do not think you're wrong there. I think there is a possibility that if you see the Chargers win nine or 10 games next year, or maybe even more, uh, 
Herbert would definitely be in the MVP discussion. So let's say, you know, you are this hot coordinator. We're not talking about your 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 cousin, the other Calabrese, who's now the quarterback coach with the Jets, but <laughs> you're this, this top coordinator or like a top college coach. And all the teams with the had vacancies interviewed you. What would have been the top team on your list for you to go to? Putting away, putting aside the fact that you are a Jets fan, because obviously that would weigh into it tremendously. That would be your top Absolutely. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, to, to me, there's only two options that you can really choose from. You, I'd have right. to go, you'd either got to go with Herbert and the Chargers. Right. Correct. Or the that, that would be my number one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I was going to list the Chargers as, as number one because uh, three factors there. Uh, you got the quarterback in place already. Uh, that defense is pretty good when it's healthy. Obviously, the, some players like uh, like Joey Bosa and Derwin James have kind of struggled to stay healthy, but you have a defense capable of getting you to the playoffs instantly when they are fully healthy uh, in Los Angeles, right? So that's uh, three really great factors there. Uh, Jaguars, listen, you get Trevor Lawrence, which is a really nice starting point. Um, there's a lot more work to be done with the Jaguars, but when you have that kind of starting point and, and you get to live in Florida on a cap uh, space. and you have cap space, uh, you start. Also, look at the division. Right you got the Titans, who will always be 9-7. and seven. You got the, Colts. <laughs> the Colts don't have a quarterback, and the Texans are a disaster. So it's a great – they can go They can go worse to first this year, I think. And uh, someone agree with you on your Chargers point, 106 catch-a-body gangs this fast. Wow. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the, Tex, uh, the the Texans are definitely a free fall. Uh, Titans, good team. Uh, talent of a 9 or 10 win team. Uh, but you're right. The, fun, the 9 and 7 point is always funny. Uh, Colts do need a quarterback. Uh, but we've seen uh, a bunch of them emerge here on the market recently. Uh, I think Trubisky is going to be on the move, as I've said previously to you. Uh, I think Carson Wentz Trubisky is going to be Colts on the move. A great, a great, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Carson Wentz or Mitch Trubisky will eventually land on the Indianapolis Colts because I think Frank Reich will look at those guys and he's going to say, okay, these guys got some mobility. Uh, I see some talent in there. Uh, our situation's better. We have a better offensive line for them. Uh, we've got some solid weapons around them. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to be a really good running back here for the next four or five years. Uh, he was very, very good in his rookie season. That defense right. is good. He's going to look at those guys, and he's going to say, I'm going to put him in a better situation. I believe in myself as, as an offensive coach and a play caller, and I'm going to get the most out of him. And I think what you saw with Phillip Rivers this year, uh, still a solid thrower, but, again, the age is a huge factor. Uh, can't really do much with his legs anymore. Never really was a runner to begin with. I think Frank Reich, in order to get the most out of him, uh, he's going to need a guy who could at least move in the pocket and make plays with his legs. And I think Carson Wentz, I think Mitch Trubisky, I think those guys definitely fit the bill. Now, we have to talk about the Texans because you yeah. think they'd want to like please Deshaun Watson. But no, they're going to no. interview Josh McCown to be their head coach. This guy has zero coaching experience at any level, at any role. He's a He was a backup third stringer for the Eagles this last year. What are they thinking? There's no chance that this guy can come in and his first job, be a head coach in the NFL, have any success. To me, it's a recipe for disaster, Joe. I believe 
that the Texans are also going to eventually interview Eric Bieniemy if they have not already. Well, uh, I have seen that. The Chiefs are out, heard so that after or after this week they can interview him regardless. I have seen that out there. Uh, with Josh McCown, what I will say is I always believed. Uh, so he was on the Jets a couple years ago, and he was kind of like a uh, backup quarterback, but more so a, a, like starter. a, men- a mentor type. Yeah, he was a star for a cup of coffee. Uh, he started some games in the NFL. Most people believe that he has the personality to translate uh, into a coach, but you have to crawl before you can walk. Right. And I don't know if just giving him a head coaching job right now is the best thing for him. Uh, I would wait a couple more years to see what he what he can do, what quarterbacks does he work with, uh, does he have success with right. those guys? He's got to come in as a coordinator. Or, right, or, correct. Absolutely. I mean, Maybe. spoiler alert here, guys. Joe and I on our podcast, you know I'm right, I'm in the zone now. Oh, we got a big interview coming out this week with Jeff Van Gundy, NBA legend. And we discussed how Patrick Ewing, who was a far better player in his career than Josh McCown, had to be right. an assistant for 15 years. And he couldn't even get a head coaching job. So sometimes it's just who you know, I guess. Uh, or I guess your reputation is all about everything. But Brustman says, do we see a potential QB swap of Watson Tua? Uh, I think it's it's a possibility. Now, if I'm Houston, I'm saying, too bad, Deshaun. You're under contract. You're playing. We're not, you're not going to do with a Le'Veon Bell scenario. So, you know what? You're back. Let's go. We're ready to roll. I think that's still going to happen. But if it's not Miami, Joe, it's going to be Robert Sala's New York Jets. Yeah, there was a report yesterday that said that Watson was the uh, – well, the Jets were, were the number one destination for Watson. Uh, but, I mean, listen, at this point, I think there are – Three teams that I think are really going to be involved to the very end with Watson. I think the Jets, the Dolphins are two of them, and I think the 49ers are going to be the third one. Uh, and what you see with the Dolphins, it's going to be a pretty straightforward offer. It's like, do you want two in the three pick and we'll add? We'll go from there. The Jets is interesting because the Jets, not only do they have the first-round picks to make a trade work, uh, they have Seattle's first-round pick this year and then Seattle's first-round pick next year. So over the course of the next three years – the Jets have up to five potential first-round picks that they could put in a trade for Deshaun Watson. They do, they trade, do, they, do they trade Sam Darnold before they go for Watson to get the extra draft picks? That's very risky because if you do that, now you don't have a quarterback. Do you put Sam Darnold in the trade, and does Houston flip Sam Darnold later on for draft picks? Uh, or do the Texans say, we like Sam enough where – you can put him in the trade, and if you add three first-round picks, the Texans are getting their pick back. Uh, well, if the pick, I mean, if the Texans get their pick back, then I guess maybe they're going to just roll it to it. But if they, they, they're the Jets' number two pick, they're probably going to take Wilson. So I don't think they're going to really want Donald. So you're right; they don't want to flip him and get him out of there. So I don't think there's much value for Sam Donald at this point in the market. Well, it depends on how everything else shakes out. Um, Josh Rosen ended up getting a second round pick and he didn't right. nearly prove nearly as much as Sam has in the game so far. But you know uh, what? With Rosen, there was still more mystery there. So now right. Donald kind of know what he is. Rosen, he, they didn't see enough of him. So there was maybe some mystery. I, I personally still am surprised that nobody is interested in Josh Rosen. I think, I think well, he's guy, in Tampa Bay now. So, well, somebody, he got signed up the practice squad like five weeks ago, somewhere else. Oh, did he? Somewhere That's else. right. Um, uh, look, Bressman wants to know, do you think 
that allowing the head coach to take over the GM role as the head coaching, as well as head coaching duties, gives the head coach too much power within the franchise. Look what Bill O'Brien did, trading Hopkins away for Johnson, setting Houston off an out spot. Absolutely, that's a huge issue there with with Bill O'Brien. I I always think there should be collaborative effort, um, unless you're Bill Belichick, because he's the only guy that could do it, and everyone wants to be like him. Ron Rivera, he did it last year, but he just brought in the GM because it was too much for him now. So I think think there's got to be two different guys. Um, they should be collaborative. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we, we heard that actually um, Ben McAdoo with the Giants from Paul Schwartz, he told us he wanted to draft Patrick Mahomes. Yep. But Jerry said no. So uh, I think you got to listen to each other. Um, and that's, that's the way that you got to do things. Now, how about the fact that the Seahawks, it looks like the favorite for the offensive coordinator role is Adam Gaze. <laughs> you think you think you love Russell Wilson? You love your Jets? What do you think that that combination there? Obviously, Wilson's more skilled than uh, the Jets and Sam Darnold offense, though. Uh, I think the bigger question is how does Jamal Adams feel? Uh, that, that marriage did not work well in New York at all, and it didn't work to the point where Jamal Adams actually asked out for a trade and ended up getting one, which is and, they won't they won't even cross paths. The offense and the defense, they don't right. even cross paths. So right. I but yeah. If Joe Douglas could turn Jamal Adams into Deshaun Watson, it's pretty good. Pretty That's good very team. good. Right. I would I would take that a hundred times out of a hundred. It's uh, like any when, day of the week. Yeah. Leon Rose in the NBA draft, he traded uh, a later pick for an earlier pick. So yeah, if you could, if you could do, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think if the Jets if they get to Sean Watson, they'd be in good shape. Now we do all we do all culture talk a little later on in the show. We're gonna give our coach rankings, everybody. So Joe, Joe's tier them out. We're gonna give the top sixteen coaches yes. ranked by tiers. Joe, I I ended up with five tiers. How many tiers do you have? Uh, we're gonna go through this uh, one. Two, three, four. I have five tiers as well, uh-huh. and I have I, I listed a couple of honorable mentions. I didn't uh-huh. list too many, uh, but when 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 I when we start listing them, uh, and we go tier by tier, I think for the most part we're not going to have anything that's too distinctly different from each other. I think our tiers are likely going to be very very similar. Uh, we're probably going to be different with order here and there and that's more of like i guess personal preference as opposed to to i, I would think else. our first our first tier should be the same but we'll say our first tier will be the same first man says wilson stated that he wants to have a say in the future of offensive coordinator hiring do all franchises need to consider players opinions of future hirings not always but not the always. guy has won a super bowl uh i think you should let him weigh in and have a say. I don't know if he's going to like Adam Gaze, but you know what? The last time that the Seahawks took an, uh, a guy from the Jets to a Schottenheimer, he was terrible, but the Wilson loved him. So you never know. But now, Joe, I think it's time for us to give our NFL game picks. That's right. So we are going to go over the games here. We're going to start first here. And now, by the way, the lines have changed. The lines were three and a half, but now – both games, All right, three. only three-point spread. Yep. Um, so I would tell you that there is some money coming in here on the Buccaneers. 
Uh, right now, they got the Packers at home at Lambeau, a high of 29 degrees. We'll see if the now warm-weathered Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski come through here as the Packers take on the Buccaneers. The over-under is 53, and believe it or not, it's a big deal that Antonio Brown is out. So it's going to – when it comes down to it, Jim, when it's late January, early February, when in doubt, Tom Brady gronks it out. He always goes to Gronk. It's going to come down to Gronk here. He's got to have a huge game. Um, you saw it in the, their last Super Bowl together. At the end, you know, just amazing pass to, to Gronk. He didn't get a touchdown, but he got near the end zone. He got hit. He got he retired from that hit. It was so bad. But, you know, big-time players and probably not even an argument of bait here, the greatest tight end of all time. He always comes through in the clutch. And if, if the Buccaneers want to win this game, it's going to have to come down to Brady hooking up with Rob Gronkowski. And I know Brestman's going to ask the key player of the game here, but I said last week, I said it again, if the Buccaneers want to win, it's up to Jason Pierre-Paul and the defensive line to get into Aaron Rodgers' face like they did last time early in the season. And for Todd Bowles to dial up some crazy schemes here. But you know what? You're not going to be – Aaron Rodgers twice. It's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He's having one of his. He's having his best season ever at the age of 37. And when it's all said and done, he's going to discount double check into the Super Bowl. Give me the Packers minus three at home, Lambeau Field. I don't even care what. I don't care anything you got to say. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers in this one. I mean, how could I follow that? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good analysis of the game. What I will add, uh, here's my input. Last week, we watched the Saints and the Bucks play. Uh, and that game, uh, the scoring discrepancy was only the way it was because of the Saints' turnovers in that game. The Bucks obviously won the turnover battle. Now, the Bucks did kick the Packers in their mouths earlier in the season. That is 100% true. Uh, but this game is going to play out very, very differently. Uh, yes, Tom Brady is used to playing in the cold weather. That is true. But even the 43-year-old Tom Brady at some point becomes hard to throw the ball in the cold. Just the way it is. Father time always comes, waits for no man. Brady had a really solid day last week. I think he's going to have a little more difficulty uh, finding success throwing the football this time around, uh, you're 100% right. Gronk will be a significant factor in the game. Uh, but the Bucks are also going to need the, to run the ball and chew up clock and use Leonard Fournette and use Ronald Jones. They're going to both not have – they don't need to have big games, but they're going to need to have really effective games on the ground where you see the time of possession kind of balance. Because I think if the Packers dominate time of possession – uh, to me, I don't think this game is going to be close. Uh, but if the Buccaneers can find a way to sustain drives and stay on the field and, and not have their defense stay on the field, uh, then I could see them being in this game. But I think you're 100% right. Aaron Rodgers at this point, uh, having the best season of his career, uh, did so at a time when a lot of people thought he may have been on his way out last year. Remember the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Uh, 
Packers went to the NFC Championship game last year. Did not have say Jordan Love Rookie of the Year because he motivated Rodgers. That's right. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Uh, so this Packers team is definitely more talented than it was uh, last year this time around when they were playing the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I think you're right here. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big game. From what I saw last week, I think the Buccaneers' defense is very vulnerable. Uh, I think this line, this for this game, this line I think is very, very generous because I bet it. I bet the Packers at three and a half, and this line actually moved down, like it moved the other way uh, because money's coming in on the Buccaneers, which I thought would be very, very interesting. But I'm with you here. Uh, I think the Packers are going to win the game, this game by at least seven points, if not more. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to finally getting back to the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's weird because, like I said, I thought this line would move to four or four and a half or something. It actually moved the other way. Uh, I really like the Packers here. I think this game is going to resemble a lot like that Rams game last week. The Rams were good last week. They played. They were competitive. They were in the game. But Aaron Rodgers was too good. They Sean McVay is going to be in our coaching Definitely. Right. So give me the Packers here. We're both on the same train here. Uh, we both picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. No reason to get to, uh, to get move away from that now. Let's give Aaron Rodgers, baby. Discount, double check. Getting back to the Super Bowl. So, obviously, I mean, State Farm would love a Rodgers-Mahomes Super Bowl. I mean, that's, that's their State Farm guys. But nobody does the, state, the discount double check quite like Steve Novak. He's the no, man. Uh, he is. <laughs> I'm going to take the over here. I think we're going to get like a 31-27 type of game. Yes, so, I agree with that. Give me the over. Uh, minimal defense, I think, in this one. And you know what? Rodgers can outscore you. Uh, and if he's doing things like he did last week on the goal line, when he's, when he's, he's doing the fake throw, he's running it in, the, the most ridiculous, uh, you know, in motion with Adams I've ever seen. And then he also had – nobody has a play action quite like Rodgers. I mean, that was a beautiful nope. pass down the field. Nope. Russ Man wants to know your thoughts, Joe, on Rodgers lining up under center without Victari going against the Tampa D-line. Well, Tampa D line was very good last week. Maya is back too for the first time since that week five. But uh, Green Bay's offensive line has been pretty, pretty good throughout the whole season. Uh, I think they will be able to get by uh, with that that major injury to back to back to Ari. Uh, we've seen a bunch of teams this season lose offensive linemen, uh, especially the Browns. Uh, and even though they lost linemen, uh, they were still pretty, pretty good overall as a unit. So even though Tampa Bay played really good, uh, the, the defensive line, and you mentioned that they played pretty well against the Saints last week, I think the Packers will be able to hold up. Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers, with his legs and his mobility, uh, even if he is in trouble a couple times throughout this game, uh, I mean, we've seen it before. He, he's just able to, to escape trouble. He's able to always figure out where he needs to step in order to get the throw off, uh, scrambling left, scrambling right. He can do it all. So uh, will it affect the game? Sure, a little bit. But I don't think it's going to affect it too much where uh, you're going to see uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, have a bad game. Oh, now, the game at 6.45 p.m. And it is two of the best – well, definitely two of the, definitely the two best young quarterbacks in the league. Right. And that is the Buffalo Bills, who are three-pointed dogs, heading to Kansas City to play the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe, I'll let you go first on this one. To me, I think this game is just a true coin flip because I think both of these teams are really, really good. Uh, we saw the Bills' defense last week against the Ravens. They played 
by far their best game of the season. And if they if their defense looked that good last week playing against Lamar, I can only imagine how they're going to look coming out this week playing against Camp Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think Mahomes playing this game uh, definitely makes this a toss-up. Uh, if Chad Henney was playing, I would have been 100% aligned, I believe, with you uh, in taking the Bills here. Uh, but Mahomes, the factor, uh, he's simply too great and he simply can't be ignored. It's going to be a very, very interesting game because I think the Bills are knocking. And I think they're at that point in their franchise where I think the window right now, uh, nobody knew if it was going to be open this season. I think a lot of people knew that they were going to be really good. Uh, They ended up being great. The window is now in the process of being open for them. I think over the course of the next three or four years, you're going to see this team have a realistic window to get not only get to the Super Bowl, they're one game away from it now, but actually win the Super Bowl. That's how good they are. Um, so we a couple of weeks ago, we made our picks, right? You took Packers Bills. I took Packers Chiefs. I selfishly want Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes to fight in the Super Bowl because it's, it's very state. rare. It's very, very rare that you get that opportunity where you maybe have two of definitively the best quarterbacks in the whole NFL going against each other. Uh, and these two guys are generational talents. Uh, so I selfishly want Mahomes to get back there. Uh, and I want to see the Packers and the Chiefs. I would not be surprised if it's the Packers Bills, nor would I be disappointed if it was Packers Bills. Uh, I think both of these guys are really super exciting. Uh, I think both these teams boast an elite receiver. Uh, Stefan Diggs was the best receiver in the NFL this year. Tyree Kills, obviously, one of the best. Uh, I think, in terms of weapons, Mahomes has more to work with. But I think on defense, the Bills' defense is uh, better than the Chiefs' defense, which is a little more bend, don't break, even though they played really well against the Browns last week. Uh, and then we're going to see the Andy Reid factor. Uh, for for years and years and years and years, this game always came up for Andy Reid, and he was always disappointing until last year. Uh, do we see the Chiefs team that broke through last year, uh, where even though they went down by double-digit scores in every game, they came back and won every game anyway and ended up winning a Super Bowl? Uh, or are we going to see the Bills be able to clamp down, hold the Chiefs to maybe 17 points or so, and, and get to a Super Bowl? Uh, I think this game is a toss-up. I think it's going to be a one-score game, uh, and I also believe this is. I believe both of these games are going to be really high-scoring. Uh, I believe this game is going to get into the high 20s at the very least, if not the low 30s. Uh, the slide's also minus three, and the over/under is 54 and a half. Give me the over in this game. I think both teams are going to be able to go up and down the field. I think Mahomes is going to make plays with like, with some uh, some plays with his legs. I believe Josh Allen's going to make some plays with his legs. For the sake of keeping our picks the same, what we picked three weeks ago, I am going to pick the Chiefs in this game. I believe it's going to be uh, maybe 35, 31, maybe that kind of game, maybe 35, 28. Uh, I can't see them kicking many field goals in this game. Uh, But again, selfishly, I want Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I would be so hyped about that. But I would not mind Josh Allen, too. That team is really fun to watch, and they're really, really great. So I will go with the Chiefs. And I know which way you're going to lean, so you'll say your piece now. Uh, but I think this game. I got, game the, is really I got the Bills jersey, but first from the, betting, from the betting perspective here, Joe, um, the Foreman formula says the Bills are going to win. By the way, yes. Foreman let us know. But the last time the the Chiefs covered this year was against the Jets. 
Right. It's a while back. So I guess they win, but if you're betting. The Bills, the bills yeah. at plus 140 money line is a very juicy price. I'm going with the Bills. They're my Super Bowl. Sure. Why would I change? Why would you change? Yep. Bills Mafia. And you know what? <laughs> I don't see how the Chiefs are going to stop Josh Allen. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. The guy's going to be running all over them. He's going to be grinding it out. He's going to be throwing the ball. Uh, can the Bills stop Patrick Mahomes? Probably not fully, but you saw them stop Lamar Jackson. So, the Bills' defense, as you pointed out, is much better than the Chiefs' defense. However, the Chiefs have the best defensive coordinator in the league, Mr. Steve Spagnola, two times. <laughs> so it's going to be a close game. I'm actually going to go on the under in this one. Okay. That's, that interesting. That's interesting. That's very but, interesting. You know, give me uh, give me Josh Allen for uh, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. And give me the Bills. Going to the Super Bowl because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills Packers, that's my Super Bowl. Joe's going Packers Chiefs, which is actually the smart pick because the last seven Super Bowls, every Super Bowl has consisted of two teams who had a first who had the first round by, and obviously this year only right. the Chiefs and Packers are the first round by. So obviously not gonna surprise me either way there. Whoever wins either of these games now. Breast says, do you see the story coming out post-game or later in the week saying that they rushed for home's concussion protocol in order to make sure he started this game? So it's interesting. It's a good point. It's a great point. It was very rushed. If this is a regular season, Joe, I don't think Mahomes is playing today. I don't think Mahomes is playing if this is a regular season either. So but I, I think, think it's possible, but not in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, so from the reports that I read, I think the league did its due diligence here, and I think – uh, there are certain motor tests, obviously, that you have to pass in order to pass through the concussion protocol. Uh, and I believe that when Mahomes was questioned about stuff regarding the play last week, uh, I think he was very clearly and articulately able to describe what happened, uh, everything regarding that. Uh, so I think when we look back at this, uh, it, it was just kind of one of those like really freak things. I don't think anybody realized he had a concussion when it was happening live. I think a lot of people were shocked by that later on. Uh, but from what I've read, and obviously, you, you know, you read Twitter, you don't know what's what's totally true or not. But from the reports that I read, uh, Mahomes was clearing uh, like protocol towards the middle of the week, obviously giving great answers. Uh, seems like he is fine here. It seems like this is not one of those like dicey situations where you really don't know and and you haven't heard anything about like the, the status of his health all week. Uh, it seems like he's ready to go here. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely nerve wracking uh, when something, something ha- like that not only happens, but it happens to a star player uh, and you feel maybe like the league is pressuring into like that matchup into happening. Uh, legitimate concerns, definitely legitimate concerns, but uh, I think Mahomes is good to go. We shall see how it goes, but you know what? I want the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, but I want them to play Mahomes. I don't want to see Chad Henney in there. So right. let's 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 play some football. Um, real quick, Joe, we're gonna do our coach rankings here in the last 20 minutes. So in one minute here, um, you know, there's some news that maybe Philip Rivers is gonna join the broadcasting booth for Monday Night Football. You know, Drew Brees is already joining NBC. He won't be the NFL uh Curse Collinsworth role this year, but he will in the future. Also, NBC Sports Network closing down, so Yes, sir. Uh, fortunate there, but Philip Rivers is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, absolutely. All right. 
They have it. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yes, absolutely. Right. Big Ben's definitely a Hall of Famer. So absolutely. Oh, I, I believe all three of those guys are Hall of Famers. Our just... draft class. And then I think the best yep. draft class since then has got to be Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. That's correct. And we'll so, see five years from now so if any of them are there. Right. All right. Now it's time. We piped it up for our NFL coach rankings. So the way this is going to work is we have done, we've broken it into tiers. Um, we'll, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. Absolutely. Um, we'll do it that way. Um, and well, I guess we have five tiers each here. So, <clears throat> Joe. Why don't you give your tier five of coaches first, and then I'll give mine. We'll see, you know, if we got the same people there, and, and then we give our analysis. Sure. Um. So my so we're gonna start. So are we gonna go sixteen, and then you do sixteen, and then we we alternate from there on out, and just go. Well, since yeah, we both have five tiers, you'll do your five, your tier five. I'll do my tier five okay. more. So we'll go back and forth per, per tier. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my fifth tier. Uh, can I do my honorable mentions first? Because I feel like if I if I have my honorable mentions yeah. there, it'll give you a picture. Uh, of your honorable mentions. All right. Two coaches, former Super Bowl champions who did not make my top sixteen list are both John Gruden and Mike McCarthy, okay. and uh, I believe, as it stands now, although they do have Super Bowl rings, there are better coaches. Uh, or guys who have had more success in the last couple of years than they have. Uh, still really solid coaches in their own right. Obviously, you win a Super Bowl. That's something to be lauded over, but uh, they don't make by 16. And my best coach, who is on the honorable mentions list, who I didn't put in my top 16, who I think you probably put in your top 16, I don't know, but uh, is Brian Flores. Uh, I think Flores has been very good with the Dolphins so far. And obviously he was 10 and six this year, but there was the last three guys on this list. I fought really, really hard over. I didn't know who I was going to leave out. He was the guy I decided to leave out. So for better or worse, maybe somebody will disagree with this. Who knows? Uh, but my fifth tier uh, is a guy who I think is in a class of his own. Uh, he, just made my top 16. I had to put him here. You might have put him higher. Uh, but based on what I've seen from him this year, uh, I put Kevin Stefanski at 16 because I think what he did this year with Cleveland, it's one of the more super impressive first years that you've seen from a head coach. Uh, and there's a guy on this list who I have a little bit later on who I will get into when we talk about first years. But uh, for all intents and purposes, Cleveland – has a loser mentality, one of those franchises, came in, won 11 games, got a really great season out of Baker Mayfield, changed the culture immediately, made them much better on, on the offensive end, especially uh, in terms of running the football with two good running backs. Defense is solid. Uh, definitely need another piece or two on defense, I think, in order to really break through to the next level. But from what I saw from him as a rookie coach, I think he was great. Uh, he makes my top 16. So he's your only tier five guy? He's my only tier five guy. All right. So now to me, first thing, my non-honorable mention to Pete Carroll. He does not make the list. I think he's not that good of a coach. So Wow. Uh, How do you not have Pete Carroll on there? Well, the same, you, don't have, you don't have McCarthy in there. Uh, you don't have Gruden. So, 
you know, there you go. So, all right, my tier five has five guys in it. All right, so off an impressive first season, Matt Rule makes the tier five list for me. So, okay. it was between him or Brian Flores. Uh, I decided to go with Rule because I felt that he did a great job this year without his best player, Christian McCaffrey. And I like the way that he's heading the franchise here. Okay. Uh, also in this tier, I have Ron Rivera, who did a great okay. job this year with Alex Smith, of course. And he gets major props for me for cutting loose Dwayne Haskins. He didn't draft, and he realized it was an absolute bump. Uh, also in this tier, I have Mike Zimmer. Right. Success with the with the Vikings. Uh, put him in here. And, you know, just a career achievement award for him to be in tier five of Nick Durst's co- uh, coaches rankings. <laughs> now I have Frank Reich, who you ha- definitely have higher. Um, now he's in tier five for me because, quite honestly, uh, I couldn't, I, the way I have higher than him, I couldn't put any, I couldn't put him higher in another tier because my higher tier people have had more success in the postseason. So Frank Reich, tier five for me. Uh, and the top of tier five is Mr. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, great okay. job. Uh, either going to be the coach of the year or the runoff for coach of the year. So I have a bigger tier five. So I guess your other tiers are much larger. Uh, so, you know, I can't disagree with your tier five other than to say that there should be more people in there. But what do you think of my tier five? Which again, I think it's good. Fancy, uh, Ray, Zimmer, Rivera, and Rue. Uh, I mean, there are a couple guys on that list who I'm going to get to uh, when we when I list my next tier. So, uh, so far, uh, definitely on the same page in terms of where we're ranking guys. Uh, so uh, I will get into my tier four now. Uh, I have four guys in my tier four who I think are all good coaches in their own right. Um, maybe not necessarily consistently great coaches year to year, but uh, I feel like these four guys are very super consistent. I would be feel very comfortable with him having uh, them lead my teams. Uh, so for me, 15, I put Mike Zimmer, right? So we put, we basically put him kind of in like that same spot. Uh, all the, 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 the things that we both like about Mike Zimmer, we feel like he, this is the, the best thing, uh, the best place for him. Uh, 14, uh, I'm going to loop 14 and 13 together because I think these two guys are inextricably linked at the hip. And I think it's Frank Reich and Mike Vrabel. Uh, and I think when I mentioned that, I I feel like you understand what I'm getting at here. Uh, two good coaches, uh, two guys who've had success the first few years that they've been in the league, uh, two guys with a, a proven track record now a little bit, uh, both guys from the AFC South. Uh, but they're also guys who uh, I don't know where they're going to be a couple of years from now. Uh, you may very well see Frank Reich maybe break through with the Colts. Uh, you may see Mike Vrabel break through with the Titans. Uh, or maybe three years from now, these guys are both out of jobs because they consistently were only winning nine and ten games and just a bit disappointing in the playoffs. So uh, I think those two guys, for better or worse, are going to have their careers linked together. I think both guys uh, are in very, very similar situations. Uh, I think Mike Vrabel ended up getting my uh, lucking into Ryan Tannehill, and I think Frank Reich now is going to luck into finding somebody else uh, who was elsewhere uh, coming into Indy and having more success with Indy, kind of like how Tannehill had more success with the Titans than he did with the Dolphins. So very, very similar scenarios there. Uh, And I have four coaches in my tier four, and the fourth coach that I have, uh, my number 12th uh, overall ranked coach, is Kyle Shanahan. 
And I like Kyle Shanahan. I think the Super Bowl appearance last year uh, with the, the talent that they had on the roster, uh, very impressive. Did the 49ers were not necessarily as good this year, but they dealt with a lot of injuries. And despite their injuries, uh, he had that team in uh, many, many games. Uh, I think if you may, if everybody is healthy next season, uh, maybe you give him an upgraded quarterback outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I mean, he made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, he's had a nice track record of success so far. A uh, couple of rough Super Bowl appearances as an offensive coordinator to the Falcons and last year with the 49ers. But uh, I don't I don't put too much on him, uh, to be honest. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to continue to eventually be uh, one of the better coaches in the league. He's a guy who I think is going to fluctuate. I think uh, you could put him here. I think that's fine. If you have him inside your top 10, I think that's totally fine. I think very highly of him. But for purposes of this rankings, uh, he's my guy at the top of tier four, and he's my number 12th overrank coach. All right. So Vrabel just missed my list. It was tough, but I left him out. Shanahan does not make my list. I don't think he's that good of a head coach. Okay. Do collapse in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I think a lot of his success has to do with Robert Sala. Right. He proves me wrong. So that's where I'm at with him. Now, my tier four has three Super Bowl winning coaches. Wow. The bottom of the tier four uh, hasn't won a Super Bowl, has a chance to. That is Bruce Arians. So okay. he, he's been a great coach that I had. I put McCarthy in here. Okay. Uh, I, I got to say that he lost Dak Prescott and he still got his Cowboys in this position. Where they can make the playoffs. So uh, I, I thought he did a good job with the Packers. I was on the Super Bowl. Here's where you're going to go. What? Andy Reid is next up on my list. Wow, that's way too low. Way too low. Uh, He got lucky last year with Patrick Mahomes. He won the Super Bowl. You saw him for over a decade fail with the the Eagles. Uh, So I have him here. And once you hear my tier three and two, you'll you'll understand why. It'll become a full picture at the end. And the top of tier four for me, I got John Gruden. I got him on here because – I was going to Super Bowl, and I love the direction the Raiders are heading. We both said they could have snuck in the playoffs this year. They almost did. Nobody saw that coming. And I definitely think by next year they're going to be a playoff team. But a lot of that has to do with them totally rebuilding the culture, rebuilding the roster. Um, first year in Las Vegas, no fans. Still got to seem to compete hard. So that's my tier four, which is a pretty elite tier here on the, on the Nick Durst list because you got some – Great veteran coaches in tier four. Yeah. Uh, so bunch of guys who you already named, I'm about to name. Um, so my next tier is as of now, uh, and when once you get to tier two, you're going to realize what I did for tier two. Uh, but for tier three, uh, I'm just going to list. Uh, I'm going to go one by one here. Uh, all of these guys either have at least one Super Bowl appearance or I think are really, really good coaches who have not been there yet. Uh, and this is also kind of uh, a really good leader of men tier. There are a couple guys in here that I really, really like. Uh, so my 10th overall coach, I think, is Ron Rivera. And I he's one of those guys where if you look at his record with his team season by season, maybe his records don't overly impress you. But I think he, among the, 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 the coaches in the NFL 
who people speak highly about, uh, who are that leader of men type of guy. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I missed one. Uh, I'm sorry. I missed Bruce Arians as, as 11. So we both have Arians kind of in that same spot. And I'll lump Arians together with Rivera. I think both guys are pretty much in the same spot, leader of men types. Uh, Rivera's made a Super Bowl. His record maybe year to year is not overly impressive uh, as somebody like Bruce Arians' record is. Uh, but I, I put Rivera slightly ahead of Arians because of the Super Bowl appearance. If Arians wins today, uh, I think it's it, it would be fine to put him higher. Uh, but we'll loop, the, we'll loop those two guys together. So I have Arians 11, Rivera at 10. I'm sorry. Got to clarify that. Uh, and the next three guys, I have Sean McDermott at 9, Matt LaFleur at 8, and I have Sean McVay at 7. Now, McDermott and LaFleur... Lumping together for a reason here. Both these guys have a monumental opportunity to win today and put themselves higher on this list, right? Um, so McDermott, I think, has done an outstanding job in Buffalo. Uh, and I think he's one of those guys who a year or two from now could very well be in the top three on this list. That's how highly I think of him. Uh, but for now, I will, will, I'm fine with putting him inside the top ten. I think he's very comfortable there. LaFleur, he's only been around for two years, but he's been outstanding for two years. You make two conference championship games, and I do understand Aaron Rodgers has something to do with that a little bit, but I think uh, offensively running the football, uh, he gets the most out of that team. Aaron Jones has been really good. Jamal Williams is good. Uh, A.J. Dillon got some carries last week. He looked good. Devontae Adams has blossomed. He was a really good receiver before, and now he's putting up Antonio Brown an Odell Beckham type elite numbers. Uh, he's been outstanding. The defense has gotten better over the course of the last two seasons and under LaFleur's watch. Uh, I think he's done a really good job. So he's only been there two years, but I think it's really been a great two years. I think he's worthy of that spot on the list. Uh, and number seven, I have Sean McVay. Uh, I think it speaks for itself. Obviously he's got that Super Bowl appearance and he ended up losing uh, with controversy attached to it because of that game from the, the call from the new Orleans game, but still has a Super Bowl appearance under his belt. Uh, coach who's proven he can win nine or 10 games consistently in, in the NFL. Uh, his defenses are always good. Uh, they're always coached up. Uh, very top-heavy team, but uh, what he's been able to accomplish with that roster, that's very, very top-heavy. And Jared Goff, who I would not put in my top 10 quarterbacks list. Uh, I don't know if he's in the top even 12 or 13, 14 even. By the way, uh, folks, next week we're doing our top 32 quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yep. Andy Hirsch, which the Hirsch joins us, who's well known for his Sports Illustrated and Butcher Report QB rankings that he does twice a year, once before the season, once after. So we'll be very excited. excited to have Hirsch on with us again. We'll That's really great. Lawrence, you know, ends up on the list. I can guarantee a Sam Donald's on making the list, on my list anyway. So I believe that uh, I like Sean McVay in this spot. Uh, I think he's consistently going to be a guy who could win 10 games in the NFL every single season. Uh, I do ultimately think he will end up with a Super Bowl win, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's elsewhere. Uh, he just seems like a guy who's going to stick around in the NFL for 15 to 20 years, like another Sean who I have higher on this list, obviously. Uh, but I think McVay here at seven is the right spot. So those five coaches right now comprise my tier three. So I got the three guys, the last three guys are named all grouped together as well. Number seven, I got McVay. I feel a little dirty giving McVay such a low rating because he really right. has revolutionize the league at this point. Um, and I, yeah, I think he's a really great coach, but he's somebody – you can't put him higher for some reason. Had, I don't know. He gets to the Super Bowl. He's got to win the Super Bowl. 
Um, but he could easily fluctuate from seven up to like a top three next year, right? So uh, right. got him at seven, six. I got McDermott, uh, and and f- and five. I have LaFleur. So between, okay. I know who you know LaFleur McDermott, who's going ahead, but it's by tier anyway. One of these guys has a great chance for the Super Bowl this year. So <clears throat> that's why this is kind of like my up and coming, like future of the NFL tier, and that's kind of why. The previous tier, we were like, why is Andy Reid there with Gruden, McCarthy, and Arians? Because I think the, these three guys here are the future of the league, uh, and they're not quite legends like I have in my tier two. So I put them in a class by themselves, and I think we're going to make it argue that we have these guys in our top three, in our in our tier three for both of us. Now, tier two. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see if you did the same thing with your tier two uh, and then your tier one as I did. Uh, I think we're going to have Andy Reid. I know for a fact we did the same thing, but uh, obviously some guys who I have higher, uh, you've already gone through. So we, we had a, a few disagreements there, but um, so from six to two, I call yeah. this the, the kiss the ring tier. Yes. This is, these are the guys who <laughs> I think you could debate which one's better than the other, but I think, the consistency that they've shown, uh, the pedigree that they have, all the guys that I have in this tier have one Super Bowl ring. So, uh, I mean, hush, so, hush. We did the same exact thing, but um, I'm sorry. So the five coaches that I have in this tier. So I have from six to two. Everybody's got a ring. Everybody has had consistency over the course of the last 10 years. Uh, six, I have Mike Tomlin. And the only reason I have Tomlin this low is he made two Super Bowl appearances in his first three years as a head coach. And uh, despite his reputation for being a really great players coach, uh, that Steelers team has had a lot of playoff disappointments over the course of the last 10 years. So the consistency in the regular season is pretty unparalleled. He's never finished below eight and eight, and that deserves a lot, a lot of praise, but what good is the regular season success if you consistently disappoint in the playoffs? So to me, Tomlin is good enough to be in the top 10 and he's good enough to be here. Uh, but those two Super Bowl appearances in the first three years, a lot of that was with some Cower, uh, Bill Cower holdover talent. Uh, I think he's done a really good job of coaching up the off uh, both sides over the years with some, some really great players, but the disappointments or what have him at six. Uh, and my guy, uh, Pete Carroll, I have a five. Uh, you could say a lot of the same things about him. Two Super Bowl appearances, a lot of playoff disappointments. Uh, one playoff disappointment came in the Super Bowl, uh, but that decision was more on uh, the offensive coordinator, uh, more so than it was him. Uh, but he, another guy who has a reputation for being a player's coach, a uh, guy who can consistently win games in the NFL, um, but a lot of his success is, I will say, is tied to Russell Wilson, who I think highly of. So I can see why you don't necessarily see P. Carroll the way that I see him. And I think that's totally fair. But again, this is the this is the kiss the ring tier. Uh, John Harbaugh, I have a four. Uh, I don't think that really needs an explanation. I think he's great. Won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Uh, I think he's transitioned Lamar Jackson really well into the NFL. Number three, I have Sean Payton. Uh, and I do think that Peyton has more playoff disappointments uh, like like Carroll and Tomlin. Uh, but I think the consistency 
resembles uh, what Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning did with the Indianapolis Colts last decade. Uh, the Saints were the Colts of this decade. They ended up only winning one ring, and obviously it was back in 2009. But consistently, there was no team that was near the top of the, the, the NFC more than they were. And I think two years ago with the Rams play, I think they were robbed of a Super Bowl appearance. So I that what was a really uh, that was one point that really weighed heavily here that I had Peyton in three. I kind of went back and forth, maybe putting him at four, five, six. I feel comfortable with Sean Peyton at three, and I have Andy Reid at number two. And uh, you win 10, 11, 12 games every year like he does. Uh, he's made two Super Bowl appearances. He made one Super Bowl appearance with two different franchises, with something that never really happens. Uh, and I think his token ring happened last year. Uh, if he wins another ring this year, I feel really, really comfortable about having him at two. But again, I could see why you have him a little bit lower on the list. I think that's fine. But I think what he was able to do for the Eagles franchise, uh, and I think Doug Peterson, uh, essentially took over what he accomplished, right? So that, that Eagles win, not necessarily with Andy Reid, but I, he's a, a instrumental in what they did. Uh, and I think what he did with Kansas City, he resuscitated and totally revived Alex Smith's career. Yes, he has Patrick Mahomes, but I'm very comfortable with having him at two. I think Andy Reid's overall body of success and historic factor uh, is, is too good here. I think he's the, the second best guy. All right, so that means we have the same tier one, which makes sense now. My tier two, <laughs> I just heard the same names, but at number four, I have Harbaugh. Number three, I have Mike Tomlin. Number two, I have Sean Payton. Uh, tremendous success by all those guys. Uh, put Payton a little higher than the other ones, but no disrespect to any of those people there. Right. Um, it's just a shame that none of these guys can get a second Super Bowl ring. So, you know, if, if we're looking at our list here, two through 16, Joe, who, well, I guess you, you'd say Andy Reid, but who is the most likely to end their career with the most Super Bowl wins? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Whew. I want to say Andy Reid. I can see it being John Harbaugh. Because I think that what you've seen the last two years with Lamar Jackson, he has really struggled in the playoffs, especially throwing the football. But if he can figure out a way to stay healthy for another seven, eight years uh, and give us some really great seasons like Cam Newton did, with the way that Ravens defense plays at times and what, what the way I respect Harbaugh, I definitely think he could end up winning a second Super Bowl. Uh, I think Andy Reid's going to very come very close to doing it this year. I think if he doesn't do it this year, I don't know if he's going to do it. But I think out of all the guys on that list, I would say Harbaugh has the best chance. All right. Now, number one, we could say it together here. The number one tier, you might as well name it after him. Nope. Number one on three. One, two, three. Bill Belichick. Yep. No brainer. The no greatest brainer. ever do it. He's the best coach of all time. They got to rename the Lombardi Trophy after the Bill Belichick Trophy. It's 100% true. I'll say, I mean, we really need to analyze that. Everybody knows Bill's the best. Uh, well, is Bill, Bill going to get another Super Bowl appearance? What do you think? I don't think so. I think from, I think there are too many other teams in the AFC that have more talent than he does. Uh, and I think at this point, uh, I think he still has a really solid roster, but I think in order to get to that Super Bowl tier, I think he's going to need at least two or th an infusion of two or three really great or elite level guys 
Uh, I definitely think he needs one on the defensive end now. I don't know if he's going to have the, the means of getting that player unless somebody like J.J. Watt decides he wants to go to New England, which I don't know if that's possible. Uh, definitely going to need the quarterback to do it. Uh, and I think with Brady, uh, his skill set, he made everybody around him better for so many years. Uh, I think if you bring a quarterback now, they, they're going to need a, a skill position guy, guys who uh, coaches game plan around on offense. I think it's it's simply from where they are now to get back to that Super Bowl level, I think it's too hard. Uh, I think the Bills are in a really great spot to take over that division for the next five years. The Chiefs are great. The Ravens are great. The Browns are on the up and coming. Uh, and I think some AFC South teams are, are really good on both sides. It's going to be way too hard, but you never know. You know, never count out Bill Belichick ever. All right. That's going to do it here. Hopefully Joe judge cracks the top 16 next year. when we do the list again, uh, yeah. we'll see what Robert Sala and all these rookie coaches end up urban Meyer. I think could easily be in the top 16. Uh, Absolutely. Year. But we, for the purposes of this, we just the coaches who are actually coached the season. So that's going to do it here for, an entertaining and amazing, a lot of fun. You know, run a football conference championship Sunday. We'll be right back here. Same time, same place, 11 a.m. next Sunday for the virtual pro ball. We will not be breaking it down because nobody knows what it means, but I'm sure I have an end girl drop the ball somehow. Uh, Hirsch will be here to do our QB rankings, but enjoy the games and we will see who is going to the Super Bowl later today. So that's going to do it here for Joe Calabrese. I am Nick Durst. And this has been you know ah right on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.